Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Virgil Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And we are having a conversation around healing and resilience. We are coming up on the last few weeks of season 10. And this entire season, we have dedicated this season to a conversation around resilience. And I'm excited because this is going to be a conversation where um, I not only get a chance to speak with someone who is very special to me, but I know her wisdom, her insight um, will absolutely capture, capture and captivate you as well. Her story of healing, of, of overcoming, of stepping out in faith is one that I know is going to feed your soul. So I will not delay any further and introduce to you Jessica Pepler. She is a passionate photographer known for freezing life's most cherished moments and transforming them into timeless treasures. Fearlessly embraced a life-altering transition from her full-time role as a home visitor to dedicating herself entirely to her passion for photography. Her journey is a testament to taking a leap of faith and following one's heart. Jessica specializes in capturing the essence of every moment from the small, intimate details to the grand adventures. Jessica's journey in photography began with a love of expressing emotions through the lens, evolving into a profound commitment to clients. With a keen eye for detail and a heart that beats for storytelling, beyond the camera, Jessica finds joy in the simple pleasures of life. Whether she's spending quality time with her son, sharing laughs with her husband, or enjoying the company of her sweet girl, Lila, every moment is an opportunity to create cherished memories. And we are going to create moments together right here on the flip side of adversity. Welcome to the conversation, Jessica Pepler. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so she's laughing, y'all, because I first have to tell all of y'all, she took a jab at me in the bio. When I was reading the bio, um, I had my first a photography experience with Jessica. Many of you saw and have seen portions of our photo shoot on Facebook, if you follow me. And she <laughs> had me out in the cold, y'all. Anyone who has done modeling photography, when the photographer tells you, okay, we're going to end here, you think we're in here <laughs> When actually that's just a cold word for just staying here longer in the cold. <laughs> no, it's we're gonna end in this area. In this area. That's what that means. That's what this means. So the so for all the photographers, when you're leading your models astray, <laughs> I froze y'all, but she she caught 
amazing moments and the art and artistry of her gift is that she absolutely captures the soul of her clients. And when I looked at the finished product that she gave me, it really spoke to the what I hoped would be communicated about who I am as a woman, as a business owner, and as someone who was stepping out and creating new images for my platforms. So I thank you, but enough about me. I want us to jump into, because I've had a couple of people who have DM'd me because they're excited to understand this connection between photography and healing. And if you can kind of start us off with understanding in what ways has or is photography a way of a therapeutic outlet um, for you in your own personal story? Um, so being able to capture people's lives is a, a part of the healing part. So, I mean, we go through everything every single day. Everybody is different. And so meeting all these different people, all these different families, and when they talk to me and they tell me like, oh, my family my father is going through this. Um, I recently had someone where they told me that their father was having health issues. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm doing these photos, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Um, and being able to see other people and being able to understand and be compassionate to other people allows me to say, okay, the world is chaotic. The world is crazy. But in this moment, this is going to be something that's cherished forever. Yeah. So that helps me and that makes that makes me feel good because yeah. I'm giving so I'm giving back. Yeah. So that's what how like that's how it helps with healing. You're learning people's stories, you're you're really putting yourself out there. But it's powerful to me that you are literally holding the camera and holding the space for whatever the hard moment might be for them or the reason why they are are in front of you or the the vulnerability of being in front of a camera you're like holding space for that person with honor and respect through the lens of your camera i don't know that everyone handles photography that way um, I don't know that everyone does either. I think it's just, I've been through enough mm -hmm. in life. Um, I've lived lifetimes, it feels like, for a lot of the stuff that I've been through. Um, and so I know what it feels like not having that moment back. Mm -hmm. um, whether it is a traumatic moment or it's not traumatic moment. I mean, I'm a big believer that in those traumatic moments, you can still find something so beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, big universe type person. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so not everyone does do that. Some people just, I mean, are great at the art. Mm -hmm. um, some people are great at taking and landscaping pictures. My focus is people. Mm -hmm. I have always been a people person. <laughs> you don't say. Um, <laughs> I love I I do love being around people. I love getting to know people. I I mean humans intrigue me. 
Yeah. And when you take that and you put a motherhood photo shoot, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just like the most precious moment. Mm-hmm. So you. So how do you prepare for a motherhood photo shoot? Like what's going on inside of you to prepare a mom? And, and I think about mothers who, uh, because I've seen some of the shoots where you've captured moms who are not that far away from their pregnancy. So being vulnerable and, and being open to having photographs taken of them, of the baby, like how do you prepare so that you are intentionally creating memories for her? Um, so I do, I do have like a questionnaire, mm-hmm. but the questions are very involved. So I want to know your, basically your life story. Mm-hmm. I want to know that. I want to know what you feel like for motherhood. It's like, I want to know what you feel. Mm-hmm. that you're going to become a mom or that you are a mom like what are your feelings what do you feel is insecure mm-hmm. the insecurities during those moments because i mean every mom goes through like am i doing this right and then i want to so when i do these pictures i i read everything they write and i take that into consideration i mean i take that into consideration even to the point of where i look for places to do these pictures for them Mm -hmm. where it's not just like oh let's go to a field or no it's like this is your family story like we're walking down the street or or we are in a field so i use all of that and then i think you know i'm a mom myself so what do i want to remember of my son what moments do I want to remember with my son? Whether that's like him holding my hand or um, my son does a lot of kissing my forehead. So whether that, like, what are those moments that I want to remember? And when I look at the picture, what do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. Can I, like, my whole thing is I want to be able to go back to the picture and I want to be able to, like, literally smell what it feels like in yeah. that moment. Yeah. So that's, how I prepare. Like, I want you to be able to go back into that moment because, I mean, all you have left are pictures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I want you to feel that. I want you to feel that emotion and have that. I feel like that passion comes from a deeper place than just skill. Um, How has photography for you personally been a healing journey? Oh my goodness. (laughs) I mean, all of that passion for intentionality and desire of emotion, that doesn't come from a shallow well. Like that comes from deep places. So where where does that come from in you? I think it comes from, well, just the things that I've been through in life. Um Man, I mean, for like my motherhood photo shoots, a lot of it comes from like moments with my son, but also I've had miscarriages, mm-hmm. um, a few. Uh, I had one recently. So it's, it's very hard to have all this grief mm-hmm. and nowhere for it to go. Mm-hmm. And then you're mm-hmm. supposed to learn like, I have grief. But I'm also supposed to be smiling. Mm. How do I do that? What what can I use so that I can see the world 
in a more beautiful light, especially in those moments. Yeah. I mean, having a miscarriage is extremely traumatic. Yes. Um, And the grief that comes from it, I mean, you just, it's overwhelming. And I mean, anybody who's dealt with grief understands, like it hits you when it's, you feel like it's not supposed to hit you. Mm -hmm. So being able to have an outlet that like, that's how it's helped me in the healing process because I'm able to see these, see these families or see these people that I work with. And I'm able to be like, oh, like, look at the beauty in that life. Yeah. Like you guys are going through this and yet you you want to capture that. Yeah. There's something so powerful in recognizing that you have the ability to harness your grief and use it as a lens to still find and seek out and point attention to what's still beautiful. And and you specifically entitled this episode Lens of Grace. And so I'm curious, what, what made you call this perspective, this conversation, this flip, a lens of grace? I mean... So I'm giving myself mm. that grace. I am seeing myself with that, with grace. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not looking at myself and saying, gosh, I have to do this again. Mm-hmm. When I do my photo shoots, I'm looking at this and I'm like, no, I'm allowing myself to have the moment, to be in the moment. Yeah. Which is very hard to mm-hmm. be in the moment. Sometimes you're just like, oh, I have another photo shoot. I'm just going to go to it and get it done. But no, I'm I'm like, no, I'm going to enjoy this. My gosh, I'm going to have the time to tell somebody's story. But while I'm telling their story, I'm also telling my story. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, I have to allow myself the grace, the grace to grieve, the grace to Um, deal with the trauma I have to give myself that time instead of rushing it and that's like what photography has definitely helped me with where I'm not in the past I would be like oh I'm just gonna shove that underneath the rug and keep it pushing but now I'm like okay I need to be able to grieve through this and the grief is gonna stay with you forever I need to be able to grieve through that but also give myself that time and listen to myself. Mm -hmm. And so a lens of grace is just seeing that, being able to look at that and say, okay, I'm looking at it, but I'm looking at it through a certain eye. I'm not looking at it through a blurry vision, which is a big deal. That right there, that hit me because I think about how you talked about we sometimes are trying to outrun pain. We are trying to avoid pain. We are trying to stuff it under something or um, in some way ignore it. it. And it creates this shroud or this blurry image, but you're actually magnifying and saying, through the grace that you're giving yourself with the time that you need, it allows you to see things 
clearly or or you give yourself grace to actually see things clearly and still find the beauty even though the season may be difficult, which I think so often people are trying to run from the pain instead of actually intentionally looking for the beauty. I mean, it's easy to run. Absolutely. It's easy to take the pain with you and you're just like, "Mm, I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to shove it in my back pocket. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I still sometimes do it. And sometimes I have to remind myself of how far I've come. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to not have to deal with the problem. Yeah. Was there a particular photo that for you, a photograph that really encapsulated and created a, a pivotal moment for you in motherhood? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, there is, I think my son was like three. You? Oh, your son was yeah. three. My son gotcha. was like three at the time. And I had a, I was dealing with depression mm-hmm. at the time. And it was, I mean, it, it was swallowing me up. Mm-hmm. And I had this three-year-old that had to depend on me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, and I hadn't picked up the camera in a while. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to just go take a picture. Mm-hmm. So I took my son to a field and he was, he did not want it. <laughs> and if anybody knows my son, he, he will vocalize this. I mean, he was vocalizing it at the age of three. Um, I took him to a field and I had a camera that it was a real camera at one point, but you just don't, didn't use it anymore. And I gave it to him. And then I realized that as I'm taking these pictures, he's mimicking what I'm doing. Mm. And wow. he picks it up and he's looking through the camera and I'm just like, you're doing what I'm doing. You're mirroring what I'm doing. So as I'm looking at it, I'm getting emotional. And so he's getting emotional, but in his way, um, trying to communicate that to me. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm your mom. And I had to remember that I'm your mom. Because in that moment, in the dealing with the depression, I was like, no, it's about me. I'm going to let it swallow me up. I don't have anything. I don't. So it was very difficult. But in that moment, I was like, no, I'm your mom. I have mm-hmm. that. And from that moment on, I've always, I'm, I'm someone's mom. Mm-hmm. I'm his mom. And mm-hmm. I'm his safety. Mm-hmm. Wow. I got chills when I... Because I felt where you were going. And I feel like that speaks to someone who has or is experiencing a level of grief or depression or anxiety. And they feel like it's swallowing them. But you have to remember who's watching you. Who's imitating you? Who's going to learn from you? And is this what you want to give them? Yeah. Yep. And when I look at my son, that's what, I mean, that's my basis of parenting, period. Mm-hmm. I want him to be able to be so confident in himself mm-hmm. and be and be able to communicate and not feel like, I mean, the world's going to, it's going to be hard. He's growing up. He's entering teen years. <laughs> um, <laughs> that breaks my heart. 
<laughs> but they do they do that. They grow up. They do that. That's I know. Like well, thing. I didn't give him permission to, but yet he decided. So I I have to allow what they said. Um, but I want him to be able to well to give himself grace mm. in the hardest moments that he will encounter in his lifetime. Yeah. And if I do that now, as he continues to grow, he's going to be able to take everything I've taught him or what we've taught him, my husband and I, and be like, oh, my my mom taught me how to handle this or my dad taught me how to handle this at one time. I'm very open with him. I mean, I don't go into details with the depression and what it looks like, but I do. He's very attuned to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm sad, he does know. And I do explain to him, it's just a hard day for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I feel, but it's a hard day. But when I do know what I feel, I'll, I can talk to you about it if you want mm-hmm. me to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So allowing him the permission like allowing him to give me permission, like, yeah, mom, I want to open that door mm-hmm. allows the communication to stay open. Emotions are huge things and to be willing and able to be brave enough to to encounter or engage in emotion conversations with our children to one, help them recognize that you're human, but two, also to give them language to to not be afraid of their emotions, but to recognize sometimes you're going to have to give yourself grace. Sometimes you're not going to know what the emotion is, but sitting with it, meditating on it, processing it, and staying open to talk about it is a powerful legacy I think um, any mother, any parent could give to their child because uh, that's the stop that like that stifled inability to process emotion is absolutely killing our children now. Yeah, huge, I agree. huge. So how has the lens actually allowed you to narrate the complexity of experiences and emotions. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's allowed me to take these moments. Well, let's, it's some of the photo shoots that I have done, I have been living through some of the hardest times you personally behind the camera yeah okay and when i schedule these photo shoots you're not just like oh life's gonna happen here you go no life in the universe is like um here i think i need to spice it up for you for a second Mm -hmm. here you go so i've lived i'm while i'm doing these photo shoots i'm dealing with life Mm -hmm. um for instance when i had my miscarriage I had a motherhood photo shoot. And when I was taking the pictures, I I was so angry at the universe <laughs> as I'm taking these pictures. And this mom is so happy with the universe mm. because 
she's getting her baby. And I'm just like, why didn't I get mine? Mm-hmm. Where was where where was my time in the universe? Mm-hmm. I mean, I still go through those questions, but I had to learn how to narrate their story. Mm-hmm. Like, so I had to t- like I had to tell myself, okay, the universe can work in two different ways, mm-hmm. and the world isn't gonna stop. Mm-hmm. So I need to look at this mom mm-hmm. and not give my grief to her, but allow her joy to come out of that picture. And yeah. not, cause I mean, as a photographer, sometimes when whatever you're going through, you can, when you take a picture of somebody, you can show your, your pain through it. I was just thinking the same thing. Like somehow you you were able to hold space for your pain, but give the treasure still to that mother. Yeah. So it photography allows me to narrate all these things. It allows me to tell my story without having to really tell my story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can look at the pictures that I've taken and you can see my story in their story. Mm-hmm. Right? The world is intertwined. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's stories are mixed in one another. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is. It's just such a an honor to sit next to you and fully grasp the the courage, the bravery. Um, and the artistry all in, all mixed together with who you show up to be. And I know there there are times in which I've watched you evolve over time in in different seasons. And you and you mentioned, um, you know, there are seasons when you you weren't picking up the camera. And I think about even for myself, there were seasons and, and you know, I'm open about my faith. And so there were seasons where I, I dance as a form of worship and I, I stopped dancing. And so I think when you have the courage to go back to something that allows you to bring so much beauty to the planet, it is so amazingly brave. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're so welcome. You are so funny. <laughs> so we only have about one minute before we take a break. And I want you to, to when we come back, be prepared to talk about kind of that journey of how photography has been used as self-care for you. As I, I feel like, and I almost pause in saying to, to people using the word self-care, because I feel like it has been misused, overused, and abused. And um, But I know that you are going to walk us through um, the use of your perspective around photography as a self-care tool when we come back from this short break. 
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back to this powerful conversation of healing, of transparency, of the story of grief, as well as the story of victory and resilience. Jessica has been um, honest and open about her story, and she has been painting a picture of how she uses grace and being very present to process her own story, but to create memories and moments for her clients. And before our break, I asked her to, you know, think about and be prepared um, to talk about what role has photography played in self-care for her. So there, have you, there you have it. <laughs> self-care. Um, it's allowed me to take time. Um to step back. So I was a person who was like, I need to go, 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 go. I mean, sometimes I still am that person, but I can now say no. Mm. So photography has allowed me to say no. Cause I mean, in the photography world, like you get people who just want like the cheapest Mm -hmm. photo shoot and wow okay so this kind of no yes okay i'm with it now i understand um <laughs> it's not that kind of no but mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. so you uh, allowing myself to stand up for myself yes yes um allowed me so i mean showed me self-care right there yeah. setting boundaries yes is how photography has helped me with self-care i mean i was a person who was like 
sure, I'll do everything for you. I'll help you. I'll, <laughs> I will save your life <laughs> if I have to. Rescue. Mm-hmm. Rescue. I will there rescue you. Go. you. <laughs> there you go. But photography allowed me to say, uh, no, mm-hmm. that isn't my work. And then that's okay, right? Because they can go somewhere else. And I always suggest somebody else if it's not. And I always politely like say, um, it's not a good fit. Maybe mm-hmm. later on it will actually be a good fit, but right now it's not. And so I'm, I was able to stand up for myself and set these boundaries. And that's how it helped me with self-care because before I, I wouldn't. I mean, I would stand up for everybody else. And then came me and I would just be like, uh, yeah, sure. Let's, uh, I don't want to do it or I don't like this in anything in my life. And then I would still do it. So self-care and I mean, sorry. So boundaries is a part of the Mm self-care. It's also allowed me time to, to take that time to spend more time with my son and my husband. Like, and that's a huge self-care for me because I am, I am happiest with them like i truly love being a mom mm-hmm. like it was i was made for it which is surprising <laughs> because i never thought of having children mm-hmm. and then here comes my son this force of nature and i am in in love with him mm-hmm. i love him so much and i love being his mom mm-hmm. so uh, i wasn't doing that I, w- I felt like I was doing it at the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And so photography has allowed me to step back and take that time with him. But it's also allowed me to just sit there and just absorb what I've done mm-hmm. and sit in the moment and take a deep breath. And when I do, like when I go to photo shoots, I sit in the moment and I take in the moment. So I always go to the photo shoot early, one to like scope it out but then also to just kind of sit there and sit in the serene areas and just kind of just reflect on the day or the week or even just reflect on the fact that this person chose me to take their pictures. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do with this space? Yeah. Yeah. There's so much wrapped into what you just said and can I just share with you what what really the nuggets that I heard in you started by first, which I think as an entrepreneur, um, some entrepreneurs struggle to do. You are not afraid to identify who your client is. Everyone isn't the right fit for you. Um, and you also have recognized your worth. So you're not going to cheapen your service or discount your, the value or the price of your service because you're clear on who your client is. You understand your worth and the process of becoming an entrepreneur has allowed you to say no to things that no longer are serving you and create clear boundaries so that you can do the things that you love, be with the people that you love, and absolutely you're, you are able and 
now are able to even be more present in the treasured moments of your life. And, and it, I've, I feel like there's so many entrepreneurs who struggle in all of those areas, identifying the client, being okay with the price, saying no to the wrong client, um, letting go of the people-pleasing process, recognizing the boundaries, and then cherishing where you are and the bravery and the things that you're actually doing. So many entrepreneurs struggle with that, with all of those things. And, and you are doing the thing, girl. Thank you. Because sometimes, <laughs> let me tell you, sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing this right. And then other times I'm like, I just nailed it. <laughs> I just nailed it. And you know what? I love that about you because you will say that out loud. You're like, I just nailed that. And I love that because everyone can't do that. Everyone can't acknowledge the fact that I did it. I'm doing it. What I'm doing is creating and adding value to, to the world around me. And, you, oh, I just love it. So I love this question now. You gave me this question. So oh boy. in what ways <laughs> has the camera acted as a silent witness to your experiences as a mother in trauma and in grief? I feel like you shared one of them, but is there anything else? Um. I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> it has asylum. Oh, man. A silent witness. Did I give you that? You, you sure, sure did. <laughs> I thought that question was amazing. I said, oh, yes. A silent witness. I think about the how the camera is there and it's and you capture things that the person who's in front of the camera don't even see in themselves. You capture it and then give it back to them. And so that silent witness is powerful to me. Yeah. So when I'm doing photo shoots, I I like to have fun. <laughs> I mean, I like to joke yeah. around. I yeah. do a lot of behind the scenes too. And sometimes like I do it so obviously I can post, but then other times I'm just like, no, I just do it to have fun. Um, But I look back at those moments that I do behind the scenes and almost like the the bigger photo shoots that I've done, I can look back at the behind the scenes and I can look at that and be like, oh my gosh, I know what I was going through that day. And how, how did I get through that? And then I can look back at like, I'll look at the clients or the families that I'm taking pictures of and they are having the time of their lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the camera, whether it's my phone or my actual camera, is witnessing how you can still deal with grief. Like grief can live in the same world as happiness. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's hard. That's hard to see. Mm-hmm. And it is very silent because it's a silent battle. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a silent battle, but sometimes it's just a silent battle because people aren't ready to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people aren't ready to listen. Mm-hmm. I, 
I think about the moment because literally right now, y'all, she has like this B-roll camera going at the same time. So she's capturing the behind the scenes. So for people who don't know, so not only is the camera facing us, there's a camera over there that's capturing all of the behind the scenes. And I think about, because Dr. Bruce Perry shows, um, makes reference to this moment in one of his books where um a, a girl who had gone through a great deal of trauma, um, when people were in the room and all the hustle and the bustle was happening, you saw one version of her. But when things quieted down and he was off to the side, not really in the A-frame, he saw a, a, this, a side of her in that space of busyness where she allowed sadness to wash over her. And, and he saw that moment. And I think about, wow, how your camera's holding space for you as well as your clients in that B-roll footage. Yeah, it allows me to see things that I, I don't want to feel in that moment. Mm. So I, I have to sometimes look back at things and say, I've come so far. Or how, how did I handle that? And what can I learn from handling it that way? All by looking back at a photograph. Yeah. Yes. All by looking back at like behind the scenes or even the family pictures that I take. Like I, I can look at that and say, this is how far I've come. This is where I was at. And if you actually look at my work from when I first started yeah. to like present day, it's a different, like my storytelling is completely different, but that's because I've lived through things now. And so I'm starting to look at things with different value. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So as you have evolved, your photography has evolved and you as as a woman as a mother have evolved because as i shared in the bio you made a really big decision to step out of a full-time position and do photography <laughs> full-time which is really scary for people to to make that leap so how did you how did you muster up that courage to step out and do this thing full-time Okay, so <laughs> it was always something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and my husband, God bless him, he is extremely supportive. Um, he will move heaven and earth to make sure that our dreams are our dreams and we are moving them together. Um, so it was already part of like something that I was thinking. Now, I wasn't going to do it so early, mm -hmm. but it was something that I was thinking. And there was two things that kind of was a part of it. So the first thing was my son entered middle school and these are pivotal years. Like this is where you start to identify yourself and learn about yourself or, you know, or friends that you mm -hmm. have. And this is also where things like depression and anxiety mm -hmm. can start to fester up. And so I wanted to, I thought it was very crucial for one of us to be home. Mm -hmm for him when he comes home because sometimes you can't talk about things with your friends at school or sometimes you can't talk to anybody at school or sometimes it's overwhelming and so you keep it all in and then when you come home you just kind of let it burst so i wanted to be able to be home with him so that he has someone there because if it were something 
so dramatic at school or some, something so drastic that happened at school. I wanted him to know like, yeah, this is a safe place. Mom's here. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I want to listen. I want to listen to everything. The littlest thing ever to the biggest thing. Um, so that was a huge part of it. And then in May, when I made this decision, I had a near-death experience. Um, I had an anaph- I went into anaphylactic shock. Um, and within minutes, I mean, I was like, there was a lot going on in my body, organs, my lungs, all that good stuff. And so it was, I was having a hard time dealing with that, mm-hmm. coming back to it. But I also was like, okay, l- life is hard. And this was very hard in that moment too. Like I couldn't remember if I had kissed my son and said, I love you. Because you, you literally were, yes, this was a life or death moment. Yeah. This was a life or death moment. And it was like two minutes when everything happened and it was so fast. Um, and I couldn't remember it. And I just remember telling the nurse, like, please don't let me die. And then thinking like, oh my God, did I kiss my kid? And so I went, when I finally came to you and everything, I was just like, life is so precious. And I'm not going to get these years back with him. I'm not going to get these years back with anybody. And I feel like I needed more time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in my full-time job, um, being a home visitor. I loved it. I loved working with families. Mm-hmm. I loved meeting new families and helping them, particularly because I was working with the Spanish community. So, I mean, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Chris for pushing me to speak more Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I absolutely love that. But I knew that I wasn't there anymore. And that's unfair that was unfair to them and to me like you're not getting the best version of me that all everybody else that came before you did and so i don't want your first experience in a wonderful program to be me and you're not getting that best version Mm -hmm. so i was like okay i'm not there anymore and i needed to learn how to heal too so i was like i need i need to step back it was a very hard decision it was Mm -hmm. a very scary decision a big decision yes it, yes it is <laughs> and then I so I was just like okay I need to do this but then I also thought my stories are worth being told your stories are worth being told everybody I come encounter with everybody I work with I'm, your stories are so important even if you feel like the littlest person in the world your story is important who you are is important so that was like a huge like that's why I wanted to tell people stories, but I also wanted to learn how to, I guess, heal and love myself again Mm. and be in a better spot in a better place in life. And I, so that's why I was like, okay, I need to, I need to step back. Yeah. But it wasn't stepping back or you just stepped forward in a new direction. I stepped forward in a new direction. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a different part of my journey, right? So I, I was growing. I'm growing. You are growing. It, and it's so it's a different part of my journey. Um, it's a more, it's a I don't want to say graceful, but like it's a more I'm more attuned to myself. Yeah, 
because you're doing something that you were wired to do. Yeah. So there's there's things that we do that we are gifted at doing. There are jobs that we have that we are good, efficient, and effective at. But there's something that happens when we step out with the grace of more time. And when we get that opportunity to not waste it and to do the thing we are wired for this planet to do is bold and brave and absolutely scary. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, it was. I still remember everybody would ask me, so how are you feeling? You're getting closer. How are you feeling? And then I was just like, yeah, no, I think I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm fine. And the day after the day after like was my last day, the very next day I woke up in the morning and I'm just like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? do? (laughs) Where am I supposed to go? And my husband was like, "Uh, you have a business, pick up your camera and or start getting more people. And I was just like, oh God, this isn't going to work. What's happening? He's like, it's going to work. This is just a lot right now. And that's okay. Yeah. Oh, we only have about five minutes left. I know, right? It goes by so fast. And I, um, one, just want us to pause because you've talked about um, how this journey has allowed you to really be in the present. I want to, I want you to, if you can, share what have you learned about you in this journey? <laughs> I learned that I, so I'm an empath. I learned empathy. Um, I learned compassion. I've learned how to how to be more patient and how to listen more because sometimes I would always like jump in. So I've learned that like, okay, I need to listen to what you need and ask people like, what do you need in this moment? Now I do a thing where it's like, do you need a hug? Do you want advice? Do you want me to just sit here? Like I ask, I ask permission, which before I would just jump in. I'm like, let me save your life. What do you need? Mm. So I've learned that about myself. Um, I've learned that I, I'm, I'm intelligent. I am, I am intelligent. I would sometimes question myself about it. And I learned that I am smart. And I also learned that I am, I love myself, which is hard to do. Sometimes I'm like, oh, girl, (laughs) you can be messy. (laughs) Get it together. We all can be messy. (laughs) But I've learned to to love myself. And I learned that I am a good mom. Mm -hmm. I am a phenomenal mom. And I've also learned that I came from a phenomenal mom. Yeah. So my mom did the best that she could and she loved me. And so that is what I've learned to try to understand and meet people where they're at, which is not what I was always doing. I told y'all, I told (laughs) y'all the lens of grace, navigating motherhood, trauma and grief 
through photography, which in your story has become so much more than a camera and a lens. It's in so many ways, just like a healing journey. And I know people are probably like, so where can we find her? As your husband says, you have a business, you got a camera, (laughs) pick it up. So where can people find you? What's your social media handles? All of the things. Uh, Jay Pepler Photography. Spell it. So it's J-A-I Pepler, P-E-P-P-L-E-R. And then photography is all my handles. (laughs) Um, Or you can find me at... Um, jpeblerphotography.com so yeah awesome I tell you I'm just looking at uh, the comments and I, I want to say out loud that your um, LLIU family says they are very proud of you oh I love yeah. them thank you yeah. guys <laughs> yeah and, and I think there's something to be said for having supportive people at home but also having a supportive leader that allowed you to go oh, yeah. without like drama. Cause Chris was on the show a couple of weeks ago and um, just the kudos to, to rec- when a leader knows how to gracefully allow something, someone to step into their next chapter. Yeah. She's wonderful. They are all wonderful. Uh, I felt very supportive Mm -hmm. doing the job and also outside of the job. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Well, as always, this has been another amazing opportunity for us to peer through the lens of grace at a resilient story. And we're going to continue our um, conversations around resilience, entrepreneurship, healing, all the things this month of December as we close out season 10, y'all. Can you believe it? (laughs) Season 10. I am so grateful for all of you. So continue to stay with us right here every week On the flip side, same time, same place. We'll see you then. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.